Once upon a time, there was a little boy called Howard who loved writing stories. Little Howard dreamed of being a writer And so he sat down to every nighter But everything he wrote was fucking shite, yeah wubba dubba do wubba dubba do Worst writer in the world 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 He's a stupid Hello and welcome to The Worst Writer in the World, or, as I'm calling it this week, yeah. The Worst Moustache in the World. Go away. <laughs> Leave me alone. My moustache is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yes, listener, Howard has decided to grow a moustache. Yeah. And, uh, like, a, what, do you, is that a pencil moustache? Is that what you call that? It's an adult moustache. <laughs> it's a, a teenager, childish moustache. More grown up now. I think that, like, if I'm going to be a brilliant writer, I need yeah, to yeah. be a brilliant and have a moustache. <laughs> yeah, okay. So Howard's trying to make people take him more seriously by growing some rubbish facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Come on, let's get on with the plot so far. Okay. So this week's plot so far is by Gareth Edwards. And he's a member of the secret gang, isn't he? He is, and his secret gang name is Big, Big Lizard, Lizard Blizzard. Blizzard. And he says... Jacob and William Grimm, along with their mute scribe, Mr Fitch, arrive in the godforsaken backwater of Mother Holler to secure an interview with the mysterious Lady Valen. Nice. Unbeknownst to William, they are there in the guise of priests, as Lady Valen is keen to confess her many sins. This skullduggery is revealed in The Seven Ravens, a spooky fairy tale inn run by landlady and cackling bird aviary Mrs Fox. Hmm. But my favourite thing about this plot so far is that he then sent us a second message where he said, should just say aviary, because what other kind of aviary is there? (laughs) But I really like bird aviary. (laughs) Right, let's get on with episode two. This week, we're going back to the Seven Ravens, where Mrs. Fox is going to tell a story to the Brothers Grimm. It's a dark and terrifying story from over half a century ago, all about a little girl named Rapunzel. Rapunzel is finally going to be in it. And not just Rapunzel, but her whole family. Her mother, Danielle, who is a Scottish woman. (laughs) Hello, my name's Danielle, she might say. Yeah, she would. Um, Her father... Who is is a Zippy? Her father, Edward, who for some reason talks like that, oh, it's nice to meet you, Danielle, do you want to have babies with me? Mm -hmm. And, big surprise, her twin brother, Rampion, who is also named after lettuce. (laughs) 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 Because the name Rapunzel means lettuce. Yes. And apparently you told me the name Rampion also means lettuce, right? Yeah. Okay. I could be making that up. (laughs) Who knows? I might have decided that. You may. But either it means lettuce or it now means lettuce. I mean, that's true about everything, really, isn't it? No. <laughs> yeah, either it means lettuce <laughs> or it now, now means lettuce. lettuce. No, that's not. No, no, yeah, no. Well, I started. My, I started my thought halfway through your sentence, and I thought you were going to say, or it, it doesn't, doesn't mean yeah. lettuce. Uh, I like it. Okay. All right. Uh, and one more character is going to be introduced this week, which is the squire. Next door to this poor family is a large house with a scary squire living in it. So let's get on with it, shall we, Howard? Yes, please.
Okay, so we're in the Seven Ravens Inn with Jacob and William Grimm. And Mrs. Fox. And Mrs. Fox. Mrs. Fox, who's gone to fetch them drinks. Yeah, and while she's not there, Jacob is explaining to his brother the evil, wicked plan that he's got to steal stories from a dying old lady, right? That's right, he's giving us some exposition, isn't he? Excellent, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right, so... Father received a correspondence from a Mr. Grieg concerning one Lady Valen from Mother Holler, who wished to confess her sins. He wanted no part of it, said he'd never ventured into such a heathen land. Mm. So I... So you pretended to be him. Exactly. If Father finds out... He won't. Mrs. Fox joins them, carrying a tray with mugs and the bottle of brandy. What be you talking about then? Not quite, but she I does hope go. you not be saying that you not be preached. <laughs> that you ain't, you ain't be the people you say you were, Burr. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you won't be saying that you ain't be the people you say you you said you Burr. <laughs> uh, no, no, we're not saying that. No. Definitely not saying that. Well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Now, what she actually says is, here we go. Uh, Mrs. Fox pours them all out generous measures. I'm surprised she's agreed to see you. She hasn't had a visitor in years. As a matter of fact, she contacted us. I can't imagine what for. To confess her sins. She's beyond forgiveness. She's Satan himself. So where exactly is she? Oh, she's not here. She <laughs> she lives in the chase. Her solicitor, Mr. Grieg, he'll come and pick you up tomorrow. He'll take you to her if she's in a good mood. Mm. If she's in a good mood. <laughs> oh, what if she's what if she's in a bad mood? Well, then he'll take you to the park so you can go <laughs> on the swings. Right. Does she have many good days? No. Not <laughs> Not since she turned thirteen. Thirteen? Mrs. Fox suddenly moans and stares at the fire. Ooh! <laughs> William raises his eyebrows at Jacob. Mm. <laughs> it's audio, so I've got to do raising eyebrows. Good, mm. very good. Uh, so, uh, so, dredging up the past ain't no good to nobody. Oh, so, dredging up the past ain't no good to to Bobot, <laughs> she says. Yeah. William tops up Mrs. Fox's glass. Sometimes, my child, it helps to remember, in order that we might share the grief and lessen the pain. Jacob gives William a look of daggers. Hmm. <laughs> I was just a baby myself when they were born. They? The twins. Rampion and his sister, Rapunzel. <sighs> Fade two. Thank you for the fade sound effect, Howard. And I think that should happen in films more often. When there's a fade between scenes, Howard should turn up in the corner, yeah. waving his arms about, going... I mean, that'll make, like, Star Wars so much better. If oh, you know well. when they do the wipes, <laughs> there's you in the corner going... Oh, that should, be, that should be, like, coming on with some windoline and, like, wiping <laughs> off the previous scene. Exterior Fable Cottage A modest cottage She's like, no, no, I'm not a cottage uh, <laughs> No, no, I'm just, a, I'm just a bungalow I'm a shed, I'm just a shed Come on, don't call me a cottage Don't flatter me with words like cottage <laughs> Sits pinioned <laughs> A modest pinioned cottage <laughs> Weird Between the towering wall of a mansion grounds And a forest Oh, the towering wall of a mansion grounds Okay, I see Pinioned 
I don't know what that word means. I'm not sure what that I mean, I guess it seems from context to mean like squidged, right? It does, <laughs> squidged it, yeah. between. But let's. Like with um, a big, like, pole through it as well. <laughs> yeah. The outer part of a bird's wing. Okay. So, <laughs> so a modest cottage sits the outer part of a bird's wing, including the flight feathers, between the towering wall of a mansion. No. Now that's a noun, it's a verb. Restrain or immobilise someone by tying up or holding their arms or legs. Right, yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, that is what it... Because the second one is cut off the pinion of a wing a wing or bird to prevent flight. So either it's this cottage has been, uh, been restrained or immobilised between the mansion grounds and a forest by tying up or holding its arms or legs. Right? Yeah. That's possibly number that one. That sounds more likely than the <laughs> yeah. other one. Or the modest cottage sits with the pinion of its wings to prevent flight cut off between the towering wall of a mansion grounds or forest. So you choose, listener. It's up to you. Which, uh, which Both you... of these words seem to suggest that they, these are things that have been immobilised. So yeah. this was so a cottage it's... that used to go for wonders, yeah. but someone's, you know... Well, I suppose maybe... I mean, it, probably, it may be... I, I, I'm not familiar with this word. I don't know how it's generally used. I've never maybe... read it before. <laughs> you're, you're a very brave writer, though, aren't you? <laughs> Sometimes you just go, I'm going to use a word that I, I'm not even sure if it exists. <laughs> I'm just going to use it and hope for the best. I am the type of writer that would write a word that I've heard but not actually know what it means. But that's how that's how everyone learns, learns words, though, isn't it? You learn some a lot of words mm. you pick up through context, not through checking in dictionaries or being taught it. You see it in a context and you see it again, you see it again, and you kind of guess what it means. Yeah, like this one time I saw someone being held down by their arms and their legs. Yeah. And someone said, I'm pinning in you, <laughs> I'm pinning <laughs> you. And I was like, uh, I was like uh, that must mean being a cottage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people do it better than others, mm. understanding meaning from context, you know. Some people make huge leaps of faith like you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so a modest cottage sits pinioned between the towering wall of a mansion grounds and a forest. Yeah. There is a woodshed at the side of the cottage, outside which a man is stood chopping, chopping wood. wood. Um, so it's pinioned between a forest, a wall and the woodshed then. Maybe maybe said it, oh, maybe when I wrote pinion, I meant in between. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you meant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why you didn't write in between. <laughs> Pinioned by. <laughs> You're pushing yourself to use more and richer vocabulary. Though that is a that is a good thing. That's and hoping I, that no one that reads uh, it will know. Hoping that you're right. I mean, that's just, yeah, that's a good thing. That's something I encourage my students to do. I say, uh, don't be afraid of making mistakes. That's how you learn. And this is now. I mean, it took you 15 years, but eventually you learned that that's not what opinion means. Well, it didn't take me 15 <laughs> years. It. it didn't take me 15 years to, to learn that that's not what opinion means because that <laughs> opinion is a word I've used once in my life. Yeah. I don't remember using. <laughs> yeah, Did yeah, it 15 yeah. years ago, and now I'm looking at it going, I've never heard that word Absolutely. before. And now we're both learning something yeah. by your bravery mm. to use a word you'd never heard of and didn't know what it meant, <laughs> right? Just in the hope that it existed, <laughs> right? Fifteen in years context later, to a cottage. Fifteen yeah. years later, we both learned something. Mm. And think of the other people are listening to this, mm. and they're learning what the word means. Well, they might know. Maybe we're the dumb ones, and everyone else knows. Yeah. <laughs> 
golden-haired twins sit in front of the cottage. Identical, but for the fact one wears a necklace, presumably a girl. And one wears a necklace and the other one has a penis. Yeah. I mean, identical, identical twins, one of them is a boy and one of them yeah, is a girl. Yeah, yeah. Identical you... twins. Two twins are like in penis. <laughs> you don't know how identical twins work, do you? Well, I mean, Mrs Fox is telling this story and okay. she, we know that she doesn't really know the difference between men and women because she expressed that. In himself, her, himself, herself. Himself, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. You know. Okay. So it's 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 a consistency of character mm. again. You're you're demonstrating the mistakes your character can yeah. make your characters can make. So they are identical but for the fact that one wears a necklace and is a girl. <laughs> 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 they have trapped a spider in a jar. We eat them as we sleep. Mmm, says the girl. She rubs her tummy. Mmm. Mm. There it is, says the boy. <laughs> He pretends his hand is a spider and moves it over the girl. Inching over you. Sexy. Inching over, yeah, you know, sexy, identical twins. <laughs> I'm just going to touch the bits of you that aren't identical to me. <laughs> you know, just those two unusual lumpy bits on the front. <laughs> is that all right? I mean, I've always... Basically, my ideal woman is me with boobs. <laughs> so, yeah, you. Yeah. No, he says... Inting over you as you lay asleep in your bed, mouth open, (laughs) breathing out and in, and now it is on your face. He's talking about his penis, isn't he? (laughs) (laughs) Pittering and pattering over chin, nose, cheeks and lids of eyes. And oops! (laughs) When you awake, you know nothing of the midnight feast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I know about it I remember it very well I was and awake and made you eat it I've got the picture that I took mm. now do you know the truth about eating what is it like you eat eight spiders in your sleep a year or whatever I do, do you know the truth yeah, yeah do you want to tell our listener because I think it's one of the, that's a fascinating story yeah right? yeah the truth is that actually um, there's a little boy coming and sticking his penis in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> it's not spiders, it's semen. <laughs> That's not spider slime, like he tells you. No, it's like snails. You know snails? Like slime. Well, spiders do that too. Yeah. Uh, no, do, do you know where that no, myth no, comes I don't, from? I don't know do you know? Going to it's really interesting because it's a myth. The idea that we eat eight spiders, because if you think about it, how the fuck would anyone know that? <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. What yeah, test yeah. would you do? What did they say, eight in your life or eight it, in no, nine? It's like it's a year. It's eight, per a year. year? Yeah, it's like six okay. or eight, I forget. Uh, but but where that myth comes from is an article which someone wrote about how easy it was to start myths. Oh, right. right? Okay. To start over myths and gave the example, just a stupid kind of idiot example. Mm. Like I could say we eat six spiders in our sleep every year while we sleep yeah. and then it got it, it got picked up as a real myth and suddenly everyone was going oh did you know humans eat like eight spiders a year while you're sleeping and you're like well hang on how stupid are spiders what are they going oh I'm just going to uh, alright I'm just going to go and make a web in this mouth <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably full of flies <laughs> I heard them I heard them say I heard humans say when you've got your mouth open you're catching flies mm-hmm. so uh, I think I'm going to build a web in the mouth and I think I'll be f- oh no I'm dead <laughs> What if spiders famed you like hot, wet places? I mean, no, I mean think thing? about they they make webs in quite dry places mm. usually, don't they? I mean, otherwise if your oven would be full of spiders. <laughs> My oven's not wet. <laughs> What's a hot, wet? I mean, otherwise your bum hole would be full of spiders, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean that probably happens as well. <laughs> You know, depending on whether you're lying on your front or your back, they're just yeah. going any old um, like which, which wet hole is, is available. I'll go in there. 
yeah. go in there and die. Yeah. <laughs> Right, let's get back to the plot, shall we? Yes. So uh, Rampion has just been explaining to his twin sister, his identical twin sister, mm-hmm. Rapunzel, that <laughs> um, she eats spiders when she's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the next stage direction is... He tickles her. Mm. She screams. He, he chases her with spider hands. <laughs> Hang on, I'm just cutting the hands off this spider. Okay, I've got his hands. I'm going to Do spiders have hands? No, these ones do. In fairy tale land, they do. The man watches them go, smiling to himself. Exterior forest. The twins charge through the forest. Whoa. They run into a field. <laughs> and then, then Rampion comes after her. <laughs> they're, they're running together. They're, but they're, they're yeah, brother no, the and twins, sister. The twins goes oh, first. And then, yeah, 13-year-old oh, massive naught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. Uh, no, they're running together, and it's all very innocent and nice because they're kids. Okay. Yeah. The sun shines down. We hear the laughter. Over the horizon, the twins race into view. That's... <laughs> Although the next line is, the boy runs after the girl (laughs) with hands ahead of him. He's chasing the twins. As though they were two spiders come to eat her. (laughs) All right. How do you do that with your hands? As if they're... Okay, two spiders, I can see that, but come to eat her. (laughs) That's got to be. But then they've only got four legs because you're using your thumb. I mean, it's difficult because hand spiders only have five legs. Yeah. Maybe he's like stapled some knives and forks to his hands. What you want to do right is then, that's do proof. two hands. Because they've got their cutlery with them. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, spiders! Oh no, spiders cut me! It's going to eat me! Alright, so he's, he's, he's chasing after her with his hands uh, as if there were two spiders come to eat her. Yeah. She glances back, screams with a mixture of fear and joy yeah. and speeds up, heading towards... An old barn. Oh, dear me. I can't believe. You told me. Oh, sir, sir. You told me this was a horror, all right? And then suddenly it's incest sex is what's going on. Straight away. Oh, I'm tickling you. Imagine imagine the things that get in your mouth when you're sleeping. All right, right, run, run. I'm chasing the twins. Okay, right, let's go in the barn now, shall we? Hmm. All right, so the the next scene is interior squire. Barn, all right. The twins come careering in. <laughs> the boy jumps on top of the girl oh! and they fall into the hay, yeah. screaming with laughter. <laughs> he tickles her with his spider hands. Right. <laughs> That's what it says. I'm not changing that line at all. All right. And if it said he fucked her with his squirrel penis, it would be less, somehow less disturbing than he tickles her with his spider hands. Then, worn out, they lie out of breath in the hay. That was quick. I guess they're young. You know, he's, he's done. He's all like, oh, thank, thanks, sis. <laughs> I really enjoyed the grabbing your twins. Suddenly, a vast shadow passes over them. A towering figure stands in the barn entrance. You shouldn't be in here. Go now, and don't come back. Yes, sir. The twins make to leave. No, wait. The shadow goes to them. He comes very close to the girl. He sweeps her hair from her eyes and strokes her cheek. Go now. Interior, fable cottage. Inside is sparse, but homely. Doors lead off to two bedrooms. (laughs) A fire burns in the hearth. 
where Edward is praying to a statue of the Virgin Mary. Rampion is in a bath. Rapunzel is very slowly getting undressed. Mm. You're such a cool. <laughs> Why is she getting undressed slowly? Why is she getting undressed at all? And why is she doing it slowly? Is the is that stripper music playing? <laughs> She's a thirteen year old girl is slowly taking her boots off. Danielle takes a bucket which hangs over the modest fire. <laughs> I'm not a fire. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm barely a smouldering pile of ashes. Don't call me a fire. I'm just a log. It's a hot log. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a hot log. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It takes a bucket which hangs over the modest fire and empties the lukewarm water over Rampion's head. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, what he says is, it's a little bit cold, actually. (laughs) Uh, Danielle, is that like the mother? Mm. Okay, so uh, Danielle? You should have cleaned behind your penis. (laughs) (laughs) You mean my bum hole? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Make sure you clip. That's what your mum used to tell you. Have you cleaned behind your penis? I didn't know. No, I never do. I haven't cleaned anywhere near my penis. I didn't even take my trousers off. I just got in the bath with my trousers off. Um, oh, that was cold. Come along, Rapunzel. I don't want a bath. We have this every time. You have to have a bath. I don't want one. It's wet. She's got a point. Baths are wet. Mm. Unless they've got no water in them. In which case, there's no point in having... <laughs> Can I have a bath with no water in it? You mean just sit in a bucket? Yes. Can I sit in a bucket? <laughs> if you don't get in, the squire will come for you. Rapunzel, eyes wide, quickly disrobes and jumps in the bath with Rampion. It's cold. She's got a rampy on now, so she has <laughs> got a penis. Yeah, I think the person who's got a rampy on was you when you were writing it. Ah, yeah. And then the thirteen-year-old <laughs> takes her clothes off and gets in a bath with a boy. Ah. The boy looks like me, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. so does the girl, <laughs> but with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, that doesn't happen. Howard's not in it. It's cold. Danielle scrubs Rapunzel. <laughs> You're taking my skin off. If you didn't spend so much time objecting, it'd still be warm now, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's true, it's true. Make it hot. There's not enough wood, dear, and the fire's too modest. Uh, it keeps... mind, maybe if I piss in it, that'll make <laughs> it a bit warmer. No, don't do that. Look at the poor, the poor uh, fire. The poor fire's little more, little more than a hot log. Hmm. It can't make any more hot water. And in my hot log, <laughs> make the water warm. Shut up, Rampion. Please stop, stop offering <laughs> to piss in the bath and use your erection to heat up the water <laughs> of the bath. Just be quiet. Uh, no, there is not enough wood, dear. Trees are made of wood. Yeah. She's a genius. The forest is full of trees. Mm-hmm. They belong to the squire. Mm. But you said the land belonged to everyone. I know I did. But I was talking bollocks. (laughs) Actually, the land belongs to rich people. And they tell us that we can't have anything from it. And we all have to die in our small pinioned cottage (laughs) with a modest hot log. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't call me a hot log. I'm I'm little more than a warm twig. (laughs) (laughs) I know I did. So why does the squire have all the trees? Because he's greedy. Mm. Papa is always chopping wood. Yeah. We have to save our wood 
for the winter <laughs> when it's really cold. I'm not going to save my water. <laughs> I'm going to use it. Be quiet. <laughs> Rampion. I've told you, stop talking about your penis. Yeah, Every time someone mentions up, anything that, could, now. that <laughs> could be misconstrued as meaning penis. <laughs> but everything you say <laughs> is mis- can be misconstrued as no, using penis. Don't be ridiculous. Now, who'd like a sausage? Oh, <laughs> uh, but I know someone who'd like a sausage. I'm didn't, happy I didn't, to give them a sausage. Rampion, didn't I just... What did I just say? What did I just say? You said you look a sausage. Okay, okay no, no. no, no try, not to, try not to bring everything down to being about your penis. Mm. Okay, all right. Now, I'm just going outside to strangle a cock. We have to save our wood for the winter. Okay, Rampion. When it's, we'll need your wood when it's really cold. Give me my wood when it's cold. <laughs> I'm really cold now. <laughs> and I've got wood now. Shut up, Rampion. Oh, uh, you're a little terror. Danielle tickles Rapunzel. Mm. God, there's a lot of tickles. <laughs> I mean, there's like every like ten, uh, like maybe every four or five lines, someone tickles. Someone. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's your that's your main stage direction in this bit. <laughs> is someone gets no? In fact, come no. here to Uncle Jimmy. Let me give you a tickle. That's it. It's not someone tickles someone. It's every every five or six lines, someone tickles Rapunzel. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. Yeah. It's like you. They're going. The thirteen-year-old girl gets tickled again. I'll <laughs> 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 uh, tell you. The next thing that's going to happen is a thirty-something-year-old man with with a with a weird moustache <laughs> comes in. Comes in. That is what happens next day. I mean, that is basically what happens next to the story. He has got lank, brown, dark brown hair, and he's called Howard. Hello, he says. I've come to tickle your daughter. <laughs> Okay, so um, now many months have passed and it's now winter time at Fable Cottage and there's snow everywhere and the kids are playing out in the snow. All right, so it's a long time since Rapunzel got tickled by, <laughs> by you. I think she's probably been tickled a lot of times since, <laughs> since then. then. Okay. Yeah, but, she, uh, yeah. but she's not being tickled at the moment. Right. Now yeah. the kids are playing outside in the snow. Yeah. Okay. The sun shines a blinding winter light. Rampion has ice in his hands, which he moulds into a crude lens. What does it do, Rampion? It makes fire. How does it? I'll show you. He angles the lens so sunlight passes through. The grass produces a little smoke, but no flames. Mm. It's too wet. We need something drier. Uh, can you think of anything, Rapunzel? <laughs> Are you maybe wearing anything dry, like all your clothes, yeah. maybe? Okay, let's set fire to your clothes. Yeah, because her clothes would definitely be dry, because we know she doesn't like wet things. Exactly. Rapunzel whispers, The squire's barn has hay and we could fuck in it (laughs) like after we've after you've set fire to the barn we could fuck in it while it burns to the ground (laughs) that'd be quite exciting wouldn't it you're a bit weird actually (laughs) i don't think i want to die fucking my sister in the barn (laughs) that's not the way i thought myself going uh no the squire's barn has hay Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Mention the squire's barn and Rampion's all like, mm, good idea. Yeah, let's go there. That's a very good idea. I don't, no, you won't need your clothes. Don't worry. The wind whips up a little and from the gra- grass, a grass. flame grows. Grows. Okay, so they he did set fire to the grass, yeah. but he didn't know. And now everything's going to burn down and everyone's going to die. Yeah. Dissolve two. Exterior field. Edward is turning the soil. The cottage lays behind him over the horizon from where black smoke rises. He catches the smoke. Gotcha! 
tickles it. You're it. Yeah. He tickles the smoke. Yeah. Teases the smoke. <laughs> now he catches the smoke out of the corner of his eye and races homeward. He reaches the top of the hill and looks down. At his penis. <laughs> nice. Oh, this is irrelevant. I should, be, I should be paying attention to what's going on, but I, I can't stop myself. Oh, Any time I get at the moment alone, I like to look at my penis. Oh, it's so big and good. Good. Yeah. I was going to say hard. But I thought that's just the normal thing to say. Yeah. If he said it's so big and good. good. It's good, yeah. Oh, look at my penis. It's so big and good. It's big and good, yeah. I've seen it. Okay. Edward's POV. The cottage has so far escaped the fire. Edward's P what? <laughs> Edward's P is uh, off camera. Mm. Um, <laughs> Edward's P what? <laughs> yeah, Edward's P O V. Okay. Uh, the cottage has so far escaped the fire, but tall <laughs> flames. On run, is it? <laughs> yeah, but tall. Oh, get, off, get off me! Get off! <laughs> Oh, I'm not even a cottage. Leave me alone. I'm just and a shed. And the fire's like, I just want to tickle you. Come on. Let me tickle. You're going to tickle me to death. Yes. No, and, but tall flames and black smoke envelop the woodshed. Mm, no, not the woodshed. Exterior field. Edward practically falls down the hill to get home. It's better if he actually falls down not the practical hill. of him, is it? <laughs> Impractically falls down the hill. <laughs> that is better, yeah. Edward impractically <laughs> falls down the hill to get home. <laughs> oh, shut up, run. Why Why didn't I walk? What's wrong with me? Edward smashes his head open on a rock and dies. Exterior woodshed. Danielle is desperately trying to put out the fire. She is a pathetic sight. A woman with a single bucket against this raging inferno. She throws a meagre amount of water at the fire. (laughs) She's got got a full bucket and she's like, small man, small man. And Edward's running down, Edward's falling down the hill going, throw all the water. What's wrong with you, Danielle? I'm just throwing a meagre amount to see if that works first. I don't want to waste water. She throws a meagre amount of water at the fire, then races off for more. Edward arrives. He rushes inside the cottage and returns, wielding the bath. (laughs) Now there is a sentence that I doubt anyone's ever written before. Edward returns, wielding the bath. (laughs) I mean, I realise it's probably a tin bath full of water, but wielding is still the wrong word, right? Because you wield a sword or something. But if you're wielding the bath, the picture that put in my mind is a huge enamel bath, and he's like going to hit her with it. He's like, right, Daniel, I'll show you to use a meagre amount of water. Water slops over the sides. He throws the bath at the woodshed. That's good. Not he empties it, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> he, like, he empties it first, behind where there's no fire. Yeah. He's like, hold on a minute, I'll just empty the water. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, that didn't work out. <laughs> didn't, it didn't help. No, he, he, he throws the water at the woodshed. Danielle returns and throws more water. We'll never stop it. Mm. I'll fetch help. Yeah, good plan. Um, it's too late. She's the clever one in this relationship. He's like, I'll go, I'll get on my horse and ride to town and be back in an hour (laughs) with some more people to help us. With a a jug of water. (laughs) With another bath. Yeah. I'll go and get the neighbour's bath. Unfortunately, they live three miles away. It's too late. Edward grabs the axe and moves round to the side of the woodshed, which runs alongside the cottage. Through the smoke, he begins to smash away at the woodshed. 
Danielle looks on, concerned but impotent. Edward knows what he is doing, however, and the foundations of the woodshed collapse. It falls away from the cottage. Folding in on itself, the fire continues, but away from the thatched roof of the cottage. Hooray! Edward falls spluttering at Danielle's feet. They are forced to watch on as their food and fuel is destroyed. Okay, that's bad, but at least it's not their house. Mm. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting the whole house to burn down and Rampion to die screaming on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah, what yeah. I was expecting. They're probably both in the shed, though. No, they're in the barn, right? Yeah, they are. They, oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> they might have so, oh, and the kids are dead. I got okay. to the barn and gone like, oh, this is rubbish. Exterior track. It is raining lightly. The twins make their way home. Mm. As they grow nearer, they see little wisps of smoke rising. Exterior. Fable cottage. Woodshed. Remains of. The fire of the woodshed has expired. Danielle stands watching the smouldering embers. The twins arrive. Mama? Says Ram. <laughs> Mum? Danielle pulls the children close to her. Edward emerges from the woodshed. Danielle turns to him. He shakes his head. Danielle holds on tight to the twins, squeezing <laughs> the life out of them so that they never have to starve to death. <laughs> Okay, so their house is okay. Their house did not burn down. And we're all very relieved about that. But oh, no. the downside is that their woodshed did. Mm. And that didn't just contain all their fuel for the winter, all their wood, their precious wood, yeah. but also all their food. All their potatoes burned down. Yeah, yeah, all their jars of pickles burned down. All their sandwiches burned down. <laughs> burned down sandwiches. So this means they're in a pretty bad situation, yeah. right? Because they're poor, mm. but now they've also got no food or fuel for the winter. What are they going to do? Well, let's find out. Interior Fable Cottage night. A tiny fire burns in the fireplace. Oh, no, we've had enough of those. Uh, Edward is stood praying to the Virgin Mary on the mantel shelf. She's like the real one. It's not because <laughs> it doesn't say a model of. It says the actual Virgin Mary is mm. there. That's where she went. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't say that. Like she's on the shelf either. It just says he's praying to the Virgin Mary. Oh, he's on the shelf. On the shelf. Yeah, yeah, she's in heaven. Yeah, and he's balanced on a where shelf. Where he goes to pray. <laughs> Edward is on his praying shelf because yeah, he likes to keep his feet warm. You know, and that's where the heat <laughs> yeah. is. All the heat's out. On on the mantel is it the mantel shelf? Mm. Is that what I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Edward is stood on the mantel shelf praying yeah. to Jesus. It's his mum, <laughs> wife, <laughs> daughter, mum, mum. Yeah, <laughs> wife, daughter, Pray, praying to Jesus. His mum, wife, daughter. <laughs> Edward is not very good at religion. <laughs> Dear Jesus, his mum, wife, daughter. <laughs> I'm just hedging all my bets. I'm not sure. I've never read the Bible or like believe in religion. <sighs> Rapunzel whispers, "I'm scared." Don't be Rapunzel. <laughs> Because he doesn't whisper, he doesn't say he whispers. I, I don't feel he can whisper. <laughs> I'm scared. Don't worry about it, he'll be fine. Whatever happens, we'll always be together. That sounds like famous last words to me. It does, actually, it does, doesn't it? It's like, don't worry, we'll be together unless something really <laughs> unlikely happens, like a big rock falls on my head and crushes me to death. Tomorrow morning, <laughs> when I'm out tending the horse. Well, I'm going to go and stand under that rock that I like to stand under. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, when I'm doing my morning rock standing. <laughs> if that precarious rock I always stand under falls on my head. And that, well, that's not going to happen, is it? That'd be ridiculous. What? Nothing, nothing. nothing. Or maybe <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> when 
I do my usual exercise of throwing knives at my own head. (laughs) (laughs) One of them Uh, accidentally kills me. uh, What? Nothing. nothing, 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 It won't happen. It won't. It won't. We're going to be together forever and ever. Don't worry about that. We'll be fine. You know, unless tomorrow, (laughs) when I'm hanging myself to death. With my death as, rope, as I do you know, every, every day. morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, unless something goes wrong, yeah. All right. Danielle and the twins search through the ashes. They hear the sound of hoofbeats, many horses, and suddenly a whole entourage appears. Mm. At the rear, several carts containing vegetables, firewood, live chickens, etc. Yeah. Live chickens. Live at the front, four mounted guards, the squire himself and Edward, on horses. They pull up outside the cottage and immediately the guards begin to unload the goods. The squire and Edward approach. The twins wow. hide in the folds of Danielle's dress. Danielle looks at Edward. He avoids her eyes. Okay, it's going to be worse, isn't it? It's going to be even worse than just the house. Oh, sounds down. brilliant. They've got all these great things now, yeah, all these he's chickens. He's promised her his daughter, hasn't he? That's what's happening here. He's, yeah. you know, he's totally just yeah. like, I've got some bad news. <laughs> it, it looks quite good. You seem to have brought a lot of food and things. How did the, you manage like, to afford all this? Where did you this? get all those live chickens from? We haven't got any money or a shed anymore. Yeah. Or, or tried to... Um, one of our less valuable <laughs> possessions. Uh, which one? It was... Uh, oh, we've got two of them, haven't we? Yeah, it was... We're uh, only need one, uh, really. What? Oh, nothing, nothing. I didn't sell Rapunzel. Mm. What? what? Uh, so Danielle looks at Edward. He avoids her eyes. Okay. Good day, madam. Well, I thought it was, but it looks like he's about to get worse. Yeah, I think so. The squire gestures for Danielle's hand, which she gives. (laughs) (laughs) That's me screwing my hand off there. She unscrews her hand and gives it to the squire. He puts it down the front of his trousers. Thank you. That's uh, that's, that's much better. One hand and in exchange for five chickens. (laughs) Some vegetables. If you need more, and maybe you've got more than a hand, like have you got a daughter, maybe? He goes to kiss it and sees all the dirt under her nails. He flinches only for a moment, then kisses her hand nonetheless. He's a good person. The squire looks at the twins and Hmm. sees the pendant around the girl's neck. I mean, that actually sounds like he is looking at her boobs now, right? (laughs) Ah, Rampion, I believe. And you, my pretty young thing, you are Rapunzel, are you not? I mean, apparently they are identical. Yeah, I mean, certainly where they've got clothes on. I mean, he, he must yeah. really fancy that necklace she's wearing. Yeah, he must love that necklace. So that's why he looked at it. He's like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I've just bought. Uh, the dad said I bought the one with the necklace. Both All hot. Right. They're both really hot. <laughs> They're both some pretty well, I'd be gorgeous happy with kids. either, but yeah. I'll probably take the one I can put my penis in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> that was really inappropriate. I accept that you can put your penis in men as well. I, I take that, you know. I mean, you can put your penis in almost anything. <laughs> it could be like, oh, oh, what about this melon? <laughs> what about this? What about this cupboard? Yeah, right. You can put your penis in the cupboard if you, you want. Just re- put a pendant round it. Will that make it nice uh, yeah. and attractive? Put, to put you? a golden wig on it. Yeah. yeah. So that happened. You are Rapunzel, are you not? Rapunzel doesn't speak. Danielle nudges her. Still, she does not speak. Yes, my lord. She is Rapunzel. Come here, Rapunzel. 
<laughs> Rapunzel looks scared. I mean, fair enough. Oh, he's got that voice. Yeah, he's a terrifying he? man. The, the squire Come removes in. a beautiful rose from his lapel and proffers it. For you. Smell my rose. Squirt, squirt, squirt. Ha ha, do you like a little joke? Hello, hello. <laughs> oh, no, I want the boy, really. Come on. Come on, Rampy, let's go. <laughs> You can go home now. Yeah. Come on, Rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, nothing, nothing. Just get, <laughs> just, just get in the car, right? <laughs> I'll explain later. <laughs> get it back in my van. <laughs> Will Rapunzel escape the evil squire? Will she climb down her own hair? Or will she train an army of spiders to kill everyone in the whole world? Spoilers! Find out next week on the... Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the world Worst writer in the Thank you for listening to this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. And thanks to everyone who's taken the trouble to review us on iTunes or Facebook or anywhere else. Anywhere. If you'd like to hear us reading and reviewing your reviews, you can hear that in the extended version of this episode, which is available to all our secret gang members on Patreon. And that only costs $2 a month. And you get all the extended episodes every week and a load of other stuff too. Brilliant. So check that out on patreon.com forward slash manbycow. And there's also a link in the description to this episode. And if you'd like an example of that, of mm-hmm. what we sound yes, like please. reviewing your reviews, here is one right now. Okay, this next review comes from Walkthrough Wallman. Walkthrough Wallman? Who's Jeremy that? Shelton. Yeah, okay, okay. Something tells me this is going to become my new favourite podcast. Good start. Hall of Rufus and Howard's stuff is brill! Brilliant. I like, I, like, I like this review a lot. Should have said brillo, did I? <laughs> Points off of that. <laughs> I'm not saying that listening to this podcast will make you more funny and attractive. But? No, that's just a... <laughs> Okay. I mean, I we, mean yeah. we didn't think you were. <laughs> we didn't think you were. Oh, no, it's just a, it says but. Um, but just by listening to this podcast, the ghost of a PG tips chimp gets a spooky banana. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Probably. <laughs> Actually, dot, dot, probably. <laughs> I liked it. What if it's surreal at the end? Yeah, I say I particularly like the beginning where he said we're brilliant at everything. I, I like the, the bit whereby listening to the podcast, the ghost of a PG tips chimp gets yeah, a spooky banana. Dot, dot, probably. <laughs> so you please both of us. Yeah. Uh, so a million points. That's difficult to do, isn't it? A million points. Actually, uh, got two hands. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, most people have got two hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. What? It's just that every time we want to get pleased simultaneously, we for some reason ask why. One armed John. You've got to stop visiting one John, armed John. Ar- one armed John. The John hooker. armed one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We gotta stop going to John armed one. Uh, hello, it's me, John armed one. Yeah, Would you John like two me. hand jobs? Oh no, I can't. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do that. We also got a letter from uh, Mr. Jacob Boller, who had a comment about the accuracy of your story. And he says, 1625 is a crazy year for the Brothers Grimm to be alive. (laughs) Just in case you were looking for historical advisory on a 20-year-old script. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. this is actually something I noticed a couple of weeks ago and let you know, that the Brothers Grimm lived in the 19th century. Mm, Yeah, but we've not got to the end of the story yet. You've not discovered all about the time travel element. Time travel and immortality. 
the element. Yeah, yeah Jacob Boller, with you noticing how anachronistic Howard's scripts are. Yeah. Stop, stop assuming I've made a mistake and like think about how clever and good <laughs> yeah. a writer I am. Also, how come you didn't notice about that bit where Fred got out his mobile phone? They got <laughs> yes. in his car. That's true, that was yeah. worse, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed this episode of The Worst Writer in the World. If you did, why not leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook or anywhere else, and maybe next week you'll hear us reviewing your review. The extended episodes are available for just $2 a month, and this week's extended episode is twice as long as this one. You can get them and much more by going to patreon.com forward slash manbycow. Or, if you want free extra stuff, join our Facebook group, where we'll be posting extra audio stories and pictures of Howard's completely not ridiculous adult moustache. All the links are in the episode description or on our website manbycow.com. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. He's a stupid, suck-ass, rubbish writer. Yeah.